Welcome to the Your Story Matters podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Mason City Schools, where we celebrate and learn from our community stories. We're so glad you've joined us today. Today, I have a special guest with me, Bobby Dodd, principal of the largest high school in Ohio. And Bobby Dodd has been with us. He's going into his second year. So welcome, Bobby. Thank you. I'm pleased to be here. Can you talk a little bit about your experience growing up in school? Sure. So when I was growing up, I went to private school. I'm from a very Catholic enriched family where I, I attended Catholic schools growing up from first grade all through high school and so when I, when I was in school the my experiences really came from the teachers that they taught the way that they were taught when they went to school and so it was a lot of note-taking a lot of memorizing taking assessments that were very similar each week and as I went through that, my schooling, I, I struggled in the beginning, but then I always find a way to figure out the system. And so that, that's really, when I've got into education, I've been trying to think of ways, and I taught and also lead in ways that go completely opposite of that and try to let students personalize their learning a little bit more. And I, and I remember back when I started teaching, it was something that not many other people were doing, but I always tried to give the students a voice and then let them learn the way they wanted to because I didn't feel like my education allowed me to do that uh, when I was in school. So so you have an interesting element in your journey that I think most of our folks don't know. Can you talk a little bit about your post-secondary? Sure, I went to college and <laughs> uh, many people that know me know when I went to college I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I was a history major and ended up graduating in with a history major, you had the opportunities to go to law school, so I ended up going to law school. I found somebody that actually would accept me, and so I went to law school and did the three years in law school and graduated. And the, the sad thing is, I guess, is after law school, I'm, I still wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. And so if you're going to go into the legal profession, you better make sure that that's what you want to do. And so uh, that, that allowed me to really reflect on my academics my educational background, and a couple important conversations. My wife was teaching at the time. A couple transitions in the town where I was living in the school district that, that I was living in, and uh, they had a spot open for a teaching position. I ended up taking a chance on it. Was there anyone in your journey that strongly influenced you, that helped you say, you know, Bobby, you might be really good at this, or help propel you forward? So I would say my family members. So I, I had three sisters and a brother. And I, I would say that when I was thinking about what I wanted to do with, with my life and, and getting into education, my, my sisters and my brother were always there to say, well, I always thought you would end up being a teacher. I always thought you'd end up being a coach. I always thought you'd end up being a, a principal. And so I would hear those things and I not having any idea that I even want, had an interest in getting an education, I would say, why are they saying those things? Why would they say that? Mm -hmm. And then I ended up thinking about and asking them, why would you say that? And they would tell me some of the characteristics that I had, some mm -hmm. traits that I had, and, and it ended up working out, at least to this point. So, so they saw something special in you long ago. I don't know about special, <laughs> but they would say, you know, the leadership's there, and, and you're a good listener, and, and 
that you allow people to, to try different things and you like to take risks. And so they saw things that I think maybe because they had the same academic background as I did, maybe things that they wish they could see in teachers or maybe hopefully their kids would experience down the road with teachers. And, and they said, you know, we think you have those, those traits or, or we know you do to, to get edu in education, try it out. Yeah, one of the things that, that your um, family mentioned was that you were a good listener, and I've, I've watched that in action as we've done the Ignite Your Vision, where students actually have the opportunity to pitch their ideas of how well you listen to them, and not just listen to them, but you talk about, um, you always have a bias to action. So how can we take something that they want and make it come to life? How do we move them forward in that? Yeah, so I, I'm, I always focus on active listening. I, I think it's important, especially with students. I think growing up when I went through school, I'm not real sure how many active listeners I had that, that were teachers of mine or maybe an administrator. And so I think back and I, I think about that experience and I would want the opposite for students. And so I, I try to mix a little design thinking process uh, when I hear kids' ideas mm -hmm. and I try to think, hey, let's just not talk about things. Let's actually talk about things and then take steps to get from point A to point B and, and make it happen and so we can see it in reality. And so I, I think my years of experience of, and all the way from teaching, being an administrator, I've, those things come over time with experience. I, you just can't read a book or listen to mm -hmm. a podcast and say, oh, that's me. I, I think I've learned over the years that that's the most effective way for, for students to learn and really see success. So you mentioned a little bit about um, you wanted people to listen differently than, than they listened to you. Can you talk about what kind of student were you? Yeah, I can do that. So when I, when I was growing up, I wasn't a very good student, I'll be honest. Uh -huh. I did a lot of studying. I did a lot of memorizing. I, I would go and grab the test and then write down the things as quickly as I could mm -hmm. to answer. And then I, I always tell people and ask about my experience. It was I, I just kind of deleted it and wiped it out and then I'd prepare myself for the next week and so I, as w we know that's not what we want our students to do these days we want them to be able to learn be lifelong learners and be able to take something they learn in the sixth grade and it really made an experience for them and they can remember it 20 years down the road and so I, I always struggled uh, I struggled every time I took a new class or whenever I went from a new school from high school to college college to law school I struggled until I really figured out the processes in school and then I, I would I would I would become successful but it's it, it's been a it's been an uphill climb for me oh I understand I mean the brain dump was was classic I used to do that as well memorize everything yeah. regurgitate it the next day and then you wipe the slate clean you don't yep. remember anything that that you learned yeah that, so. that's how I felt like uh, my, my schooling from first grade all the way through through high school really was but I, I think again 20 some years ago that's that was the norm and it, it's just it's not that way anymore in education so you might have already answered this but I'm going to ask it anyway um, how's your life been different than you had imagined well I, I never thought I would be the principal at, at Mason High School mm -hmm. so I when I used to imagine things, of course, when I was growing up, I was like every other young boy. I thought I was going to be a, some type of professional athlete. And then as I went through high school and college, I, I really didn't know what I was going to be. But I, I will say that my mom was a teacher for 25 years. She taught elementary school. And I, I tell people this all the time when I would see her come home from work and I'd be there 
because I'd get home before she mm. would. I'd watch her come in, and she'd look exhausted. And a lot of times she wasn't in a very good mood, and I'd tell myself, I will never be a teacher. But you know, that didn't happen. And so I, But I think thinking those things, I, maybe that was one of the reasons I didn't initially get into education mm -hmm. just because I kept having those flashbacks. But then when you listen to people that, that mean a lot to you and they tell you some, like I said, the traits and characteristics that you have, you start changing mm -hmm. your mind a little bit. Well, and you, you are a very innovative leader, so it sounds like all of your past experience have really been the fuel to say, I, I know that we can do better for our kids, and I want them to have a different experience and maybe just the experience that works for them because we're all unique students and we all learn differently and have um, our own challenges and gifts that we bring. Yeah, I think it's important to think differently. And so when I first got into administration, I just remember when people would come to me and ask me, I didn't want that to be the culture in my building where they would come and ask for permission. I want mm -hmm. them to be able to come into my office or meet me in the hallway or meet me in their classroom and say, I have this idea. You may want to stop by and see it when I do it. And so I think even at you know, Mason, we're getting there. But in my other buildings, I think when I was there, that we, we developed that culture. And so with, with Mason, we're, we're very close to being there, and we want it to be 100% with all our mm -hmm. staff and students that they can just say, come look what I just did instead of, hey, Mr. Dodd, can we do this? Yep, and I think in our hope and dream is that the entire district would feel that way. The empowered yep. execution, it's part of our teaming model is to make sure that these teams are know our vision and know what we want to achieve and that there's a mechanism and a system for them to be able to do that, and they don't have to ask permission. That That's definitely the right. goal for our district to be able to do that. So... Talk a little bit about what your dreams for education and for Mason for the next 10 years. Well, I, I would say, and as I've already said, is continuing that strive for personal learning where we can all learn the way we want to, mm -hmm. but then also make it meaningful where it, it's an experience that we remember for, for the rest of our lives in, cer in certain areas. And so I think we talk about the high school of it's a the facilities are beautiful we have tons of resources we have great staff members but we're always looking to get better and so I, I think just off the top of my head is our our media center or our learning commons is really transforming that into a space where even our community comes in and learns and mm -hmm. grows from it not, not only our students and so to me that's what education that's my dream for Mason is that we're creating a learning environment that's not that traditional brick and mortar in that classroom. It's more of innovative, it's different looking, it's comfortable, it's it's that Starbucks mentality mm -hmm. of you know, we can learn anywhere and we can do it comfortably and it's it, it's getting away from that the traditional or I like to call it the industrial age of education learning. It's we're getting into this new time where uh, the, the learning is personalized and it's creating experiences for all our staff and kids. Gotcha. What is you? What are you most proud of in your professional or personal life? You can choose either one. Well, I say per personal is probably actually uh, getting married. I didn't think mm -hmm. I'd ever find somebody that would actually be able to put up with me for so <laughs> long. So I've been married for twenty years. So that's that's been great for me. And then having kids, and so being able to have three daughters, uh, it's it's been something that's been really special for me like I said when I was growing up I never I never thought I'd have be married or have kids and so mm -hmm. being able to have a family is personally my biggest thing professionally I, I'd say being able to 
to get an education and be a teacher and then transition into being an administrator where I thought I could make a bigger difference, uh, being able to get to this point where uh, I'm at a place like Mason, it's, I, I don't take that for granted. So I tell people a lot that, uh, you know, we're, we're very blessed here. I'm very blessed. And so I, being able to have the resources and the type of families and the kids here and, and the staff, it's something that I'm, that I'm proud of, that I'm actually has to be or, or be a part of something like this here here at Mason. Well, we're so glad you're here, <laughs> I'll tell you. So what advice would you like to give as a high school principal to our Mason families? I would, I would say the biggest piece of advice is when we're looking at life after high school, really thinking through things are different than they used to be. So I've had conversations with people, even my own daughters, about if you're not sure college or a four-year college right now is the thing, then there are other options out there, whether it's working, whether it's looking more at an associate's degree, whether it's looking at a branch college. There's, there's so many other opportunities to really think about those and, and take a lot of time to think about it instead of, well, it's, it's August and I'm a senior and I need to think about where I'm going to school. It's something that we really need to begin probably in junior high and having those conversations of you know, what do we really want, what do we think we want, and if we're not sure yet when we become a senior, maybe we take a little time to think more about it because it, as you and I both know, college these days is a huge investment. You know, We want to make sure that, that we're using our finances correctly. It's, and I, that, that's what I would tell our families is take a little time. It's, it's not always a rush to make that decision just because that's what we've always done. And you know, there's other options out there. When there is research to even support a gap year. Yes. So, I, and again, I, I mean, I have a daughter who took a gap year, so it's not like it's something that I just talk about. I, I've lived it. Mm -hmm. And so it's tough conversations. And, you know, I'll, I'll never forget when her friends were going to college right around August last year. It was, you know, those were conversations my wife and I had to have with her of, hey, you know, that's them. You're you. You know what you lived through. You know what you, what you want, or maybe what you don't know what you want. And so this is a smart move mm -hmm. right now financially, for you to, to take part in. So that, yeah, I mean, there's, there's research out there, and it's, and I'm not saying it's for everyone, but if I'm going to give some advice to people, I would say really think those type of things through. Well, and I I encourage my children in the same way. They both went directly to college, but um, much as as you had mentioned, it's, there's a script for you. You know, and as we were growing up, and much for our generation, and you followed a script. So we knew, you know, it sounds like we both knew as, as parents that we didn't want to have a script for our, our children. We wanted them to follow their passion and their interests and let that lead where it may, but hopefully lead them to happiness. Speaking of happiness, what brings you joy, Bobby? Well, I, I would say probably helping people. That's always been people that say, what's your one word for the year? People sometimes have different one words, and I, mine's always help. It always has been. I enjoy helping people, whether it's students, families, teachers get better, administrators get better. I, I just enjoy doing it. So if I'm going to go present to a group of people or if I'm just working with a, a leader or a teacher one-on-one, -on -one, those are the type of things when I can 
see their happiness or see them grow or hear feedback from somebody that works with them and they said oh they're you know they tried this and it worked i mean i, I enjoy things like that you mentioned in helping i've noticed you also have a blog so you aren't just helping people here at mason you're trying to help all educators be successful in the industry yeah so i, I write a little bit i've taken a little bit of break and i'm going to get back into it and so i i work too with different different principals around around the country uh, jimmy cassis is one of my biggest mentors and so i i work with him and talk with him a lot and and he helps me whenever i'm whenever i'm stuck or, or whenever i'm you know if i'm writing a blog and i need some more information from from different leaders or mentors around so yeah i, I do a little bit of that and i think it's sometimes it's good for a reflective piece for me but then also you know i'll get feedback from people to say hey thanks it was useful and so i I think that's a good thing. I'm just always trying to help other other teachers or leaders and just trying to help, help the field of education get a little bit better. Well, you're, you're living out that desire to be a lifelong learner. So you are a great example and a great model, not just for our staff, but also for our students as well. It shows that, you know, the, the journey is messy and it's never ending. Yeah, I appreciate that. And I, uh, I always talk about, reading and listening to podcasts and i i think those those two things and i don't really focus so much on social media even though i use it to grow i, I think more of just reading and podcasts and talking with people and then sharing those type of things it it helps it helps you become a lifelong learner and it, it also helps you model for mm -hmm. other people like you said about hey this is how you do it this is the way to keep getting better you're well read and i don't know if you're going to be able to distill this down to one but do you have a favorite quote let me see. It's that uh, it's the Aristotle quote, but obviously I must not. If I don't know it off the top of my head, I think it's uh, it's about the one that's an act of habit. Mm -hmm. I can't. It, but it's it's an Aristotle quote. If you look it up online, it's. It, but it really focuses down to, you know, excellence is something that you need to constantly be doing in order to be excellent. So it's just not something that happens once. You got to make it a habit to do certain things. So if you want to continue to grow. If you want to be a good leader if you want to be a great teacher you have to continue to grow and, and hone your practices and make it a habit not just a, a one-time thing and connecting that to our culture work and the r factor disciplines r6 yes. build skill you're right right that's right yes we always end our podcast with a comparison question okay and since you recently went on vacation this should be very easy for you All right. car or plane great question so <laughs> This was the first year that my uh, family flew to Hilton Head. Usually we pack the car up and drive down. It's about an 11-hour drive, and I have stories for years about these, these trips <laughs> back and forth, and flying was a heck of a lot less adventurous and a lot more relaxing, so I would say plane. Plane. Last year it might have been car? Maybe, yes, but this year definitely plane. It will probably will be as long as I continue to vacation as my <laughs> kids get older. I'm not sure how much I can listen to them in a car. So. Well, thank you for joining us today. It was a pleasure, and thank you for your leadership. You are certainly a mentor to me as well as many other educators across the nation, probably across the world. Well, I appreciate it. I, I enjoy doing this. We've reached the end of one of our stories. It's goodbye for now. Thanks for listening to the Mason City Schools Your Story Matters podcast, where we believe every unique story deserves an audience. If you know of someone who has a great story to tell, email Carson T at MasonOhioSchools.com.
And don't forget to subscribe to hear more of our community stories.